it's 10 o'clock in the uk 5 a.m on the east coast and it's time for our weekly show and uh, welcome to the show this is loving for britain episode 170 we're on a countdown and uh, say good morning to tish and uh, we do have a messenger bot running today and it will welcome you to the show um right now i'm sat in here uh, in wonderful wiltshire with the sun shining down uh angelica's just gone out to uh, do some teaching german and uh i'm wondering where my mates are <laughs> and thank you tish um yeah they seem to be cut the uh i'm sure they're about somewhere okay well the show could well be mine in which case uh i can talk about anything i like really um in the uk at the moment we're in what can best be described as a state of flux and uh in 2016 country voted to leave the eu and we're coming down the final stretch now and i was part of a march in london on saturday uh with angelica and 80 other people from devices and we walked through the streets of london and uh say hello marky we walked through the streets of london uh our particular point of view is that we should be um able to stay in the eu and it was a good natured crowd there were very few police uh present and uh well we were able to actually make a statement and we don't know whether that statement is going to be listened to or not our mps at the moment are deciding the best way forward for us as a country whether we leave the eu or whether we stay in the eu and we should know by the 12th of april um it is an interesting time i'm just making sure that i actually gave the correct link out to john and peter and uh stephen or whether they're actually just having the day off i don't blame them it's uh, a beautiful sunny day right an announcement um thanks to tish let's bring tish up on the screen uh you can now get the blubbing for britain podcast after the show uh using repurposed.io we take the audio the mp3 and it goes on to anchor.fm and from anchor.fm it goes on to itunes and stitcher and about 11 different uh podcast sites and it's all done automatically um and that's totally amazing but i've been working with art thank you tish and tish has just shared the show in the loving for britain group um so podcasting uh after the show this will be available on podcast in a couple of hours uh, and you can let them listen to it on the go uh, i've been fortunate to find many friends uh in broadcasting uh in being live for over three years and um one of those is a gentleman uh, one of those is a gentleman called Fons Chamberlain 
Now, Fonz is based in Cambridge in the UK, and he is the Cambridge historian. And he has a radio show on terrestrial radio uh, with North Arts FM. Um, and he came to me and he said, well, perhaps we should have a radio station. So he and I, at the moment, are busy creating United World Radio. Now, United World Radio is something totally new. We have built communities globally, and United World Radio, and you can find a link to the Facebook page there, is going to have, well, it's going to be totally amazing. What we're going to do is take everybody who we know who has a show on Facebook and say to them, would you like your show to appear on the radio? Okay, we can do that. And would you like to create a new show just of your own about something that you're passionate about? So we're hoping and have started uh, recruiting broadcasters to go live on United World Radio. Now it's going to be a 24 seven station. Uh, we have a music license so you can play music too. Uh, it's going to be, well, hopefully Fonz will join me next week or I'll join Fonz next week and we'll explain all about it. But at the moment we're building the Facebook page and we're starting to recruit people to join us on the radio station. The first one of those is David Burrows. Uh, he and I do the show on Mondays at uh, 12 p.m. Eastern. That show will be going on to United World Radio after the show. Um, and in addition to that, David is going to do his own show on United World Radio. Fonz is going to be there too. I'm there too. Uh, I'm speaking to everybody I've ever met in the last three years and saying, would you like to be on radio? Now, some of the shows we recorded, some of them will be live. And we're looking for hosts for two particular spots. The first is uh, the morning show, which is the flagship show from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. in the UK, uh, which is 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. in the States. So, But um, we're looking and hoping that we can get some friends in Australia to do the breakfast show, because that would be absolutely brilliant. And looking for friends well, in the UK and in Europe, to do the drive time show at 5 p.m. Um, so we are going to have a mix of live shows, uh, recorded shows. It's going to be just, well, as you can tell, we're in a state of flux just like the UK government. And, uh, well, let's see what happens with that. I'm a bit bemused at the moment. I think I've got a, a walkout on my hands because I've seen no sign of any of the guys. So this is a special episode of Blubbing for Britain. This is Blubbing for Britain episode 170 with Stephen. And uh, I don't know what's happening. Oh, sorry. So United World Radio will be coming. Uh, well, you can't come to Facebook, but it'll be coming to our web page. And right. Okay. And uh, Pertinent reminder from Tish, on Sunday the clocks change and we're back to a five-hour time difference between the UK and the US. I'm looking forward to that. We've survived. I've got two shows left. Um, 
this week and then we're back to normal and it's been a three-week period i don't think i've i don't think i've made a misstep this time uh which is totally amazing because uh, it does sort of confuse you when you've got a four-hour time difference instead of a five-hour time difference right okay so that's that now there is a new group on facebook which can best be described as hyperactive and that new group is grow your business club self-employment and marketing which is quite a title if you're interested in business or you are in business then i can recommend that you go along okay you can go along to this page i'm just posting the link now um and the link there you are that's a new club. It's only got 139 members. It started early in March. It's run by Fraser Hay. It is a very active place where you'll get lots of advice about uh, your business, and it's all for free. And it's a mix of people that, Fra that Fraser and I have known for the last 12 years and people that Fraser has met on his journey on Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, I'm fortunate in that I'm in there giving advice on live video uh, i go live at 12 p.m on a wednesday uh, yesterday i went live just with uh, myself and the camera and the microphone on facebook live and uh, was live for about a quarter of an hour I had a good response and somebody as a result of that actually took the uh, be live in five course back be live tv this is it when you this is what you best described as accidental marketing I wasn't there to do anything. I was just there to explain what live video is about and how it can help business. And as a result of that, I just placed a link into uh, 30 Day Trial of Be Live, and somebody decided to take it right place, right time. And that's what uh, social networking and marketing is all about. It's about being the right place, right time, not overtly marketing. If you are a marketer, my Apologies for saying that, but you should be getting to know people and listening to people and talking to people. And I'm getting the feeling I've got a boycott on my hands at the moment because uh, according to Tish, Peter is somewhere around. Okay, so that's Grow Your Own Business Club. If you want to get in at the early stages, uh, as I say, it's only been going a couple of weeks. It is hyperactive, lots of things going on in there. Uh, Fraser is a friend, a good friend, and he is very knowledgeable about Facebook marketing and LinkedIn, and he's brought together a, well, a growing number of people who are experts in their field, and you can tap into their expertise simply by joining the Grow Your Business Club. Okay, right. So done United World Radio, and uh, right, I'm, I'm going to do just one story on Brexit, well, perhaps two. Um, our Prime Minister is trying to get through Parliament uh, a bill so that we can actually leave the EU on April 12th. She hasn't got enough support, and therefore she offered last night to resign as soon as her bill was passed. And that has brought some more MPs on side. Um, uh, but they're not the DUP, 
or the Irish party, she needs 320 people to vote for the bill in order for us to leave the EU with her deal. She doesn't have that. She won't come back to Parliament until she has. We haven't got a clue what go is going on. Our MPs haven't got a clue what's going on. They, our MPs took over Parliament yesterday and spent the whole day debating eight options that we have and all the options that we have were randomly defeated and they're going to carry on talking uh, today tomorrow and monday um we're, we're in a state of flux and if you want to know how bad it is i'm going to go to a story which i was angelica pointed out to me if you can't understand what's going on over here and not many of us can then what you need to do is head over to the Times, that's the London Times, and started recently is the diary, or what's it entitled? The Secret Diary of an MP. And this is the behind the scenes look at what is actually going on in Parliament. It's our way of knowing uh, how our MPs feel about what's going on at the moment, and it has insights into the machinations of everything that's happening in the uk parliament at the moment so i suggest you go and have a look at that if you want to know a little bit more about how complex and how convoluted the whole thing has become okay i've got a feeling i'm going to have to carry the show today so let's carry on i hope john's okay i hope stephen's okay i know peter is because he's in the audience um right i think to celebrate uh manchester united are the largest football club in the world but since well they've in recent years been unable to get hold of a manager who could actually do what previous great managers have done so they appointed Ole Gunnar Solskjaer as manager and surprisingly he won the first six matches that Man United played his team won he then went on to win 13 out of 17 games, lost twice, because football is a game that you're not guaranteed to win, and drew, drawn twice. So he's got an outstanding record with Man United. They're up to fifth in the Premier League in the UK, and they're in Europe and doing well in Europe, and they're playing the way the old Manchester United used to, and everybody is happy at what's going on, and, um, just in time to talk about football, I'm joined by Mr. John Upton. Hello. Good morning. Morning. My apologies for being late. I thought everybody was on strike this week. Te technical issue. Uh, I'm oh. up half the night coughing and I was asleep. And oh. Celia left me asleep. <laughs> well, she, she did right. When I woke up, it was two minutes past, three minutes past ten, and I went into a mad panic. <laughs> right, and I've got a new. I've got Tisha's got me a hashtag for me. Stephen One Man Show. Thank you. Tisha. Right. Right. Because Peter's Peter's what we know from Tish that Peter's actually watching. All right. Um, Peter, I don't know. Um, more than welcome to come and join us he's one of the team but uh, he and i have had an agree to disagree situation uh since saturday um and i went live on 
with David Burroughs on Monday uh, on uh, building your community. And David asked me, what did you do over the weekend? So I told him. <laughs> so I told him that I went down to London with a million other people and marched through the streets. And I explained all about the march and everything. Um, and then he said, could you explain to our Canadian audience what Brexit is? Well, we only knew ourselves. <laughs> well, yeah, but 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 I, I gave my version of what Brexit is from a Lib Dem point of view, or even not a right wing point of view, if you want to say that. And uh, I was told after the show that the show was biased. Well, of course it's biased. I was giving my opinion on my show. It wasn't a roundtable discussion. Yeah. Um, so I was able to say what I wanted and got it all off my chest. And if anybody wants to hear my views, then just go to uh, the TVSM page. I'll post a link afterwards and you can hear me trying to explain Brexit to my Canadian friends and um, giving, OK, a biased point of view. I'm a Remainer. I'm, I want to stay in the EU. And as John just said at the moment, we haven't got a clue what's going on. Uh, and we'll only find out later. I've just mentioned, John, uh, just before you came in, uh, something which you, you too might find interesting, and that's the secret diary of an MP, All right. uh, which is in the in the Times, and it's behind the scenes look at what it's like in Parliament at the moment by somebody who, first of all, can write, and who doesn't have. He's not playing his own fiddle is actually telling the story as it is it's not a, a party view it's a a personal view and uh, i've posted the link to that as well um i found that interesting and thank you to angelica for pointing it out right now the story when you came in of course yeah, I was, the breaking, was a breaking story this morning that uh manchester united have appointed Oli Solskjaer as permanent manager it was hardly surprising, though, is it, really? Well, no. No. But we all wanted him to get it from after he'd won two on the go, three on the go, four on the go, five on the go, six on the go. You nice have got to make him permanent manager, everybody said. Yeah. And three months later, they have. Now, right. do his poor little Norwegian team get any compensation? I mean, I know they paid him half a million pounds to borrow him. But yep. now he's not going back to do his uh, comparatively poor former employers get anything out of the world's second richest football club. Who's the first richest? Who's the richest? Now it's richest one of the richest. Spanish at the moment. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good news in football. There we are. So, so it means they won't have to make any new uh, clothing up for the net for a new manager with all their uh, their initials on, will they? <laughs> <laughs> United will save somebody. <laughs> I suppose not. I suppose not. Um, uh, I still expected it to be another couple of weeks actually before they made the announcement, but I guess the pressure's on them so that they've got no choice really. Yeah. This Norwegian season begins next week. Ah, right. Okay. Got. Ah, I see the timing there. Right. I also uh, spent a few moments talking about United World Radio. 
which is a new radio station that myself and Fonz are putting together. And everybody we ever met over the last three years in broadcasting is being invited. Personal invitations are going out to actually do one of two things. You can put a podcast of your current show on there and you can go live whenever you like in your own slot, doing your own show, doing your own thing, voice only. And uh, we're trying to fill the schedules 24-7 so that we have, we're actually building a global community. So it's at community level, but it's different communities around the world. Um, so that's to look out for. It is close to going live. And uh, I'll announce on Blubbing for Britain where it is live. And we'll ask Fonz on here to explain the original idea. So what technology are you using to create that? It's a platform called, well, I've got a copy of uh, some DJ software, virtual DJ. Uh, I've got the software and I thought, where's my music? Because it's, it's all on CD. Um, but then I remembered that my music is actually on Google. Uh, so I spent a happy hour playing and downloading all my tracks from Google into virtual DJ. Um, so I, I want to put, I want to do uh, a, a Motown show. Yeah, why not? Right. So I've been downloading the music. So you can play you can play music. Virtual DJ is the first element of it. The second element is uh, a website. Citrus Three is the one that Fonz has plumped for after a friend recommended it. So. We'll be going live from Citrus 3. We've got the United um, World Radio Facebook page. I've enjoyed, John, for the first time ever, I set up a website from scratch. <laughs> I, I know it sounds strange after all these years. I, I went to, uh, I thought, I'm going to do this myself. I'm going to find out how you actually set up a, a website. Um, and I've been following SiteGround for, for quite a while and they come up with a good offer. So I hopped it over to SiteGround and we, I'm putting together for first time ever, I've got a blank piece of paper, first time in years anyway, and I'm putting together the United World Radio website. Um, so I'm mean, quite enjoying that, quite enjoying that. It's always good when you actually can start something from scratch. So I'm learning all about cPanel, which of course is your best friend. No, 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 sorry. No? C panels Unix. I'm a Windows man. All oh, right, okay. Okay, well, that was good. That was um, right. So I use well the panel I use is is, is available on both platforms. Um, right. What's it called? Yes, that's a really good question. What's it called? <laughs> you what is it go called? In a, as a, go into it as one of those things. Right. Okay. Da 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 da. It's 77. Okay. It's called Plesk. <laughs> Plesk, P L E S. -K. Oh, I've heard of that, yeah. Plesk okay. Onyx. Yeah. Okay. Right. Now, something which is affecting both the US and uh, the UK. I'm going to do this in two parts and then we can talk. A BBC site is explaining. At the moment, uh, the outbreak of measles in the United States. Uh, just get me. The, let me get the second one as well. 
I saw um, that last night. Yeah, because there is an outbreak of mumps at Nottingham University. Oh my gosh. Now that goes back to our, I, I remember mumps and measles when, when I were a lad. And th they were, mumps and measles were virtually eradicated, weren't they? Yeah, I, you know. We still have a lot of arguments about should people have MMR, the MMR vaccine. Yeah. And you still get parents who object to them. Well, did, did basically, that's what's been happening in the States and in the UK because of the... Um, it's basically, well, the MMR, anti-MMR group who actually say don't use MMR are winning. And as a result of which, fewer children are being vaccinated. And I mean, as far as mumps concerned, we've not vaccinated, vaccinated against mumps in the UK for yonks, which is an English word, which means years ago. Um, and these diseases are, are coming back. And the situation in the States is, in a particular county in New York, uh, that if you've not been vaccinated, if your child has not been vaccinated, they can't go to school. Blimey. Um, precautions, precautions, because if you've not had measles before and you then go into an environment where somebody might have measles, then the odds of your catching it will go up. Uh, we're about to bring in our science expert uh, who will explain his or give his views. He's, wait, I'm wait, he's falling backwards. Where's he going? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, wait, I'm waiting for a signal. Stephen Silk is with us. He's in the lobby and uh, he'll be joining us very, very shortly. As soon as I get a signal from him. But yeah, I mean, the, this every action has is oh, bopping now. I'm going to bring him up. If he's going to dance on screen, then it's got to be seen. You're full screen, Stephen. Morning. It's all yours. Morning. How are we? We're good. I love the backdrop. Yeah. Hey. I love the backdrop. Flowers. Brilliant. It's super painted the office. It's a bloody gorgeous place to work. And um, am I all bleached out? Yeah. It, of yeah, I yep. thought so. A uh, rubbish webcam. Yeah. Uh, no, that's no good either. Um, give, give me two minutes. I'm so sorry about okay. this, folks. Right, okay. Stephen's gone to. Uh, sort out his technical problems his lighting his lighting yeah so it is it's a consequence of people not vaccinating yeah because as i say that those two diseases were virtually well, eradicated. I mean both so Mumps yeah so do i measles yeah yeah we always look forward to the day when the nurse arrived at school <sighs> memories Right, okay, and a, a semi-serious note, and this doesn't really apply to you, John, anymore, but can you stop your parents sharing photos of you online? Some youngsters are actually telling their parents, youngsters in their early teens are telling their parents, I never gave you permission to post my photo on Facebook. Yeah, well, they, do they the need permission? <laughs> and the, the parents are saying, you're mine, darling, I can post your photo. Um, yeah. But yeah. 
but you know they are responsible for the child aren't they they are they are i suppose um, yeah. yeah well certainly i mean of course you can vote and get married at 16 with your parents permission you know, vote in certain things not a general election but you can do things at, at 16 so maybe parents have to relinquish that right at 16 but um who knows okay right See, okay. in my day uh, you stuck them on the wall at home didn't you the photos <laughs> oh yeah photo albums on the wall <laughs> there was no internet wall to post them on <laughs> there wasn't right now okay i thought that this was this put the gull in gullible and thousands of people were caught out there was a meme went round this week that if you changed your birth date on Facebook to 2007, you would see a very special banner, which only you could see. That's, well, what happened was this, that you changed your birth date to, instead of 19 blah, 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 to 2007, and the automated system at Facebook said, hang on a minute, you're not old enough to be on Facebook. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> and their, the account. Their, Goodbye. Their, their, their account was put in suspension, disappeared. Thousands of people did it, thousands. So if anybody says, put your birth date back to 2007 and you'll see something special you won't see anything at all just don't do it act your age i thought that was good um <laughs> yeah yeah if you have a birthday before 2007 you cannot or before 2008 really you cannot legally be on facebook because facebook won't allow people under the age of 13. Ah, and tish agrees that is crazy um and <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. They've got a phrase in the UK. It's probably in, in the US as well. Tish, there's one born every minute. And there were thousands of people born in 2007 who got kicked off Facebook earlier this week. And Facebook is scrambling around telling everybody uh, in messages that go into your timeline, do not, under any circumstances, change the year of your birth. Because they can't change the software. The software's there, it's set, and it's... <laughs> Right. Okay. You couldn't make it up, could you? Um, right. Now the next bit. Uh, chatbots are friendly things. I love chatbots. Messenger bots are the best things since sliced bread. Um, and I enjoyed writing the course with RJ. RJ and I are taking a break for a little while uh, with our live show. But uh, what has been happening this week, which was bound to happen, John, it was bound to happen. Uh, is that bots are being bullied in Britain. Instead of being answered, um, how can I say? Instead, you, you, a bot asks you a question, you answer it. Bot makes a statement, you make, you make a statement. That's the way it works. You do it, they do it. You do it, they do it. What if the answer that you gave to the bot was nonsensical now the bot can 
only understand certain things as we say good morning to Stephen who's now in the dark drinking what are you advertising this week Stephen? Uh, Pepsi Max Pepsi for Max. great chemicals so <laughs> the, bot, the, the bots are being bullied and uh, people are typing things which you you wouldn't use in normal conversation let's put it that way they're being downright rude to messenger bots they're actually saying get started on the messenger bot and then typing in rude words could only happen in Britain and uh, Tish is saying chatbots are terrific <laughs> right they okay. have filters don't they yeah I know but uh, they, they I'm not saying that they were swearing it was actually uh, requests sexual requests he said um, okay so bots are being bullied but they are fighting by a bot will always win in the end right okay and just a note just noting it for the record that I was on the show for the first 15 minutes alone uh, I do fear just so that you're in the picture Stephen, I do fear I've upset Peter. Uh, he may return. Oh, no. Right. No. Well, we said we said Brexit would divide us, um, so I think it. He doesn't, give a so he doesn't care anymore. Temporarily, he and I had a discussion. Um, I'll tell you the story because then it's out in the end. I I posted on my timeline a picture of um, the march on Saturday. And what an amazing event it was. And Angelica and I actually enjoyed being part of it. And somebody posted, did you wake up the morning after and think it was a total waste of time? Now, who do you think would write something like that? So I deleted the comment and uh, asked the person not to post on my timeline again in that way. But I have to say that he wasn't the first and the first person who did it got blocked. Um, I don't know why oh. people why people take a, a sort of the event was was happy and enjoyable and all things good. Why some has to comment to make a negative comment when they weren't even there? I will never ever know. Why rain on somebody else's parade? Rant over. Back to normal. Uh, what do you think about Oligon and Solskjaer, Stephen? Nothing, because I can't stand Man United, so I don't give a monkeys. Next. Oh. <laughs> All right. Okay. Story straight for you. <laughs> USA, US aims for humans. I did. Although it has to be said, although I despise Alec, Alex Ferguson because oh, he's associated with United, but he apparently gave half a million quid to the NHS. And I'm not sure if this is fake news or whatever. Hi, Tish. Um, he apparently gave one of the hospitals in Manchester, half a million quid, this kind of payment for his um, was heart surgery, I think. Yeah. Um, and if that's a, if that's a, a PR-led uh, post or a piece of news, I'm all for it, because that's a, that, 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 that I, I was impressed with that. I think that's a, a, a great gesture from somebody who's obviously very rich, but I just, I like the story, and I, I rarely like anything that's in the press because it's, you know, it's either hype or puffery or fake news. So yeah, I was really cool about that. But as far as Man United, no, they they're not in the right division, I'm afraid. Um, the, the only place where anything of any importance goes on is in the Championship. 
And Stephen might be joining us there next. No, 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 no. We're not talking about yeah. Burnley. Um, it was 405k that Ferguson gave. He hosted an event for the hospital, a fundraiser. Yeah. And he topped the fundraising up to a million squid by contributing 405k. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I do like that one. Don't like anything else he did, but I do like that one. Apparently, they were build it, buying the world's largest hairdryer. <laughs> it gets better, doesn't it? It gets better. So, but, so going back to my favourite Scottish fascist, um, is he? He's, he'll come back surely. Yeah, I need him. And Tish is saying, "Well, not sure how it goes in the UK, but free speech is free speech, and one has the right to post as they see fit." I think being immature about it is for childish. Is childish. It's my yeah. Facebook profile page. I decide what goes on my profile page. If you want to place place an argumentative uh, phrase on my business page, I'll leave it there. You're more than welcome to say whatever you want on there. But on my personal profile, no. Right. I'm still ranting, actually. He was being funny, or did he, or did it, was it phrased in such a way that it was serious? I mean, you know, he's got the worst sense of humor in the world. But also, Stephen, are you, um, and I'm, I'm sort of being a little bit um, cagey now. Are you overreacting? <laughs> don't don't block me. Are you overreacting? Because you were so high from the. Uh, there the may there may be there may be an, an element of that, uh, but I I just didn't agree that uh, it was it needed to be there or needed to be said. I mean, if if you have a situation where you disagree with something, then think before you post. That's all I, I would yeah, say. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's put this, the the rant has put the viewership up, which is good. It always works when word gets round that somebody's being controversial. Well, it's gone up by fifty percent. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what? Well, that's that's that, that's how the live viewers. Three viewers <laughs> live. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Did that yank ever get back to us? Which one? The one who moaned about us moaning about the orange monster. No, I don't think she's watched the show since. Cool. Um, I'll tell you one thing, though. I mean, I don't know if you've covered American, the American disease that is Trump. I've switched off of it. I just can't. I, I don't think it's good for our mental health. It's certainly not good for our IQ. But what's going on over there, I've just switched off. Don't listen to Don't watch that Morning Joe thing. And it's just, and I feel better for it. Mm. Um, yeah, I can understand and, and, that. You know, the, and and it's not as if we haven't got our own sh show over here to talk things really well, isn't it? <laughs> so what, what, what do we think about Parliament six votes yesterday? Was it six or eight? Eight, 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 eight votes. Yeah. You, 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 you couldn't make this up. You just bloody couldn't. Even yes, Minister and yes, Prime Minister. Couldn't couldn't get away with this. I mean, she's offered to resign now, which is big of her, stupid of her. But you know, uh, she had to say, it, I guess. 
And, and of course, the, the traitorous Boris Johnson and um, who's the other one? Well, they've, they've been allowed to change their mind, Stephen. Boris Johnson, uh, etc. No, 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 they're, no, they're not. No, they've been saying something for three years, and then they say, "Oh, okay, we'll do that." No, that's no, Steve, that's not. That's not. It may be free will, but those are responsible for this. I mean, Farage is—is is Farage going to turn to these? Is, is he going to sort of sign up for um, Treasers deal? Damn. No, he's going to sign up for that. Well, well it's, it's, it's people arriving in London tomorrow. His march for uh, for Brexit arrived in London tomorrow. What with all thirteen of them left? <laughs> well, they, 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 I mean, they're actually arriving on the wrong day now. They've got to wait at. Um, somewhere just north of London until uh, April the 12th, haven't they? And they oh, right. <laughs> stay in the hotel. <laughs> Find a Premier Inn with some vacancies. <laughs> right. I, I think the most interesting thing out of last night's voting was the fact that Kenneth Clark's um, proposal was the most successful of all because it was only defeated by eight votes. Ooh, what was that about? What was he trying to get us to do there? Uh, Kenneth Clark's proposal, I'll read it to you. It's only a couple of sentences long. Uh, his proposal was for a, a customs union, but not being in. Yes? If you could be out and in at the same time. So, supposing that had won by a landslide, how would that have affected today tomorrow next week whatever we would we, we would be out on april the whatever yeah yeah but we would not we would continue to use the mechanism that's in place today for customs Anybody? so we have no border issue etc would the eu agree to that well i think it's one of the things they want it shows their product can come here without so she spent two years, two years mucking around and can, three, can come up three, with a, uh, mucking around can can come up with a three sentence proposal which makes everything all right well it's not no no let's be fair he's just trying to as the other seven come up with a, a way forward yes because there were only indicative votes so it's not a, a legally binding uh program per proposal but the idea was to find what was most popular and then on Monday discuss those. That was the principle. Yeah. So they now got the least. I can't I can't get my head around this. The two most popular, least popular ones will be carried forward to Monday. Is that right? Um, I haven't kind of understand. I guess the Burko gets to choose. All oh, right. OK. He's a good man. Me, I'm all for what he's done. <laughs> refusing to go back. Yeah. The right hey. honourable Healy will speak to the Scottish person <laughs> after all. <laughs> I haven't. 
Tish, okay. Tish is lightening the mood by saying she watches a lot of British comedy, including David Williams. Yeah, but he can't make up his mind whether he's gay or not, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Right, there's a story I was trying to There was a story I was trying to get in a moment ago, which I'm going to have a second go at. Um, and but it's not political. It is, well, it is definitely not political. It's not cricket or football. Um, it is, in fact, that uh, the US wants to put a man on the moon in the next five years. Oh, it's just more bullshit. Yes. A diversion. You know, apparently, apparently, he, um, this is the Mike Pence. Yeah, let, let's, let's leave it to that. Yeah, he, uh, Eastern figures or anything. Five minutes before he went into that, those words, that speech, it, and so NASA was saying, "Oh, that's very interesting, Mike. Yeah, um, any money, perhaps?" And uh, the word is not really. And and I, as I said a few minutes ago, I despair of that bunch. I really do, because to get a man on the moon is not trivial, um, and it probably could be done in five years for sure. Especially with Elon Musk and all SpaceX boys um, doing what they do, and I hope it happens because I think I can hang on for another five years. But you know, it would be a fantastic thing to see. But do you really trust that the, the administration to give NASA the funds to do it properly, safely? I don't think they will, because it's terrible. Anyway, happy days. But the, the good news is that the James Webb. Space telescope is hopefully going to go up in 2021, uh -huh. and that's that's as big a thing for me as landing on the moon because they're going to be able to see so far back in time. It's going to be a brilliant thing to watch. And I actually met, I went to, um, oh yeah, I went to uh, uh, South by Southwest in Texas, Austin, Texas, about three years ago, four years ago, maybe. And I met the last man on the moon, Captain Gene Cernan, because uh, he came over to our booth because he was um, promoting his film, The Last Man on the Moon. Uh, he died about a year ago, but um, it was lovely to meet him. I've never met, I've never met an astronaut before. And I met one, and it was just like, and I got a photo with him, and he instantly became a co close personal friend. But I just, and there was a photo just the other day released of all of the all of the uh, surviving Apollo astronauts, the um, guys who'd been on the moon. There's about ten of them left, and it was just lovely to see them all there. And some of them were in the most outlandish uh, jackets, you know, sort of uh, Texas-based jackets, you know, rancher jackets, and things like that. No hats, as I recall, but that was fun. And then, of course, the other news today is that, um, or yesterday. That they were going to have the first dual female spacewalk out the outside the um, outside the uh, ISS International Space uh -huh. Station, but the suits didn't fit. <laughs> oh dear! All that time and money, and they didn't have two suits that the uh, that the uh, ladies would be able to fit in, which is a bit sad. But uh, but one thing Pence did say was that the first woman on the moon will be joining the first man. In the new wave of doing things when um, when NASA go back to the moon in hopefully in five years 
I mean, that's yeah. that's got to be really now as you know, this first um, female person on the moon would be a brilliant, bloody brilliant thing. Can't wait for that. Yeah. What's what's um, happened to these flights in space that Virgin were going to do? Well, it's what? not actually space, is it? It's uh, it's if you imagine that there's three three thirds of the atmosphere, and then you get to space. Mm -hmm. I think Branson's one goes in uh, just at the top of the second level. Okay. Is it the ionosphere? I'm not sure. But I think I think it's progressing. Isn't it? they, they're, they're still doing test flights, aren't they, I think? Right. I, was, I recall seeing something about that. But um, I don't know, any, don't know any more about that. Right. Are you going to see, are you going to go see Brian Cox in Manchester and all around? world he's, he's, he's doing his massive stadium tour with his universe show mm -hmm. superb superb look okay any news from stoke stephen the sun is shining the um palm trees are gently swaying as the waves crash into the beach it's gorgeous 90 degrees here at the moment it's going to be like that for another four or five months apparently which is really nice um um uh where else is stoke uh there's a there's a guy on um linkedin uh he runs a company called povies p-o-v-e-y-s and they're kind of the original oat cake oat cake um provider company and he's doing these videos and they're really taking off I mean, oatcakes are the most delicious thing in the world, obviously. Um, and uh, I was time. really quite chuffed to see. I was really quite chuffed to see him really? uh, doing. But apart from, I don't know anything else this weekend. Um, oh no, there is some news. Um, the um, the house has been uh, smart metered up. Oh, um, we're with EDF for our sins, and a young lad came round yesterday and. Um, Install gas and uh, electric smart meters. So it looks like we spent forty-nine thousand pounds yesterday on gas and electric, which is quite impressive. But uh, <laughs> apart from that, I'm sure it'll settle down. Um, so have you got a color monitor? Eh? Have you got a color monitor? Yes. Why? <laughs> Why? Why? What? But that's because I've had mine. For almost six cheapskate years. You're a cheapskate brummy. <laughs> no, they they, they hadn't got color versions. Hey? And now they, they didn't have color versions when mine came out. We were from the black and white era. Okay. Do you know what? You know, I lost after about seven months. We unplugged it to use the socket for something else, and it's never been plugged back in. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've just worked out it costs a penny to boil the kettle. Um, the kettle, you will discover, is the biggest user of electricity in your house. Uh -huh. Well, uh, eight kilowatts on average. But right. you only use them, if you think about it, for less than a minute. Well, there's another bit of interesting thing there. Have you heard of the... Oh, Christ. The thermal heat of vaporization, there's a word for it. But when you when you get to 100 degrees, 
in order to turn the water into latent heat of vaporization. And it's the amount of energy to get the water from 100 degrees into the gaseous state. Latent heat of vaporization. That's where the most energy is, apparently, in phase terms, most energy is used. So do you know what I do? I switch it off just before it gets the latent well, heat of vaporization. Uh, my, my kettle money. has 60, 80, 90, and 100 degree settings on it. Does it? This is fascinating. Wow. What is it called? It's called an it? Aldi special. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm having one of them. I'm using my mum's old one, and it's so bloody noisy. Uh, it's, but they actually have temperature ranges, and you can set it to 90 degrees. Yeah, and it has an extra button. So you can set it from li literally from sort of six, uh, 60, I think, is the, the minimum temperature. Go away. Mm. Right. This is what Blabby um, for Britain is all about. Because we're right, going to set so so you can choose the temperature. So if you don't want Hello. it boiling, you can choose a lower temperature. Um, and also it has another further button on it. The phone will stop ringing in a moment, uh, which you press. Um, and then the kettle will reheat itself to keep it at a constant temperature. So as the temperature drops. So if you're doing things with the kettle, but you want to come back to it and have it hot, continue to be hot, you just press this button. And then when it's five degrees, it turns itself back on again. It was 19 quid, mate. It was the height Sorry. of expenditure. <laughs> so the expensive things at Aldi. Um, <laughs> right. Question from Tish. We, we, we've got the time change this week, gentlemen. How do your bodies do your bodies feel the effects of time change? Well, we get an extra an hour this time, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Spring forward. I, 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 I really notice it on Monday morning. Yeah. I, I love that's... it on Sunday evening. Yeah. I don't like the dark. Okay. But, um, so you, the European Union have just said that they're going to scrap the time change from correct. Yeah. No, well, this is. They said that the member countries can choose which one yep. to keep. So the, go from Germany to France to Italy, and you go through four or five different bloody time zones. It's difficult enough to explain to people that London and Paris are in different time zones at the moment. When you get to the stage where you can say London, Berlin, and Paris are in three different time zones, that's when it starts getting silly. Approaching Brexit silliness. <laughs> But how can you? Um, Paris and London aren't in different time zones, are they? Yeah, because they're an hour ahead of us. Yes, they are. Always have been. Sorry. Yeah. We're just going to temporal anomaly. It's okay, but it, it is weird. I mean, you think they settle on okay? We're not going to change the clocks, and that that's it. Yeah, unless unless they're having an early April Fools. Of course, that's always a or, because Scotland don't want Scotland want the time change because of the um, dark mornings, yeah. like Helsinki, you know, doesn't get light till half eleven. Um, but we aren't bothered in England not so much because it's not so much of a difference for us. But um, long yeah, as but we, it, oh, if we had Peter here, he could tell us, couldn't he? Yeah, because he's in Aberdeen, and that's like Helsinki. 
the Scotch viewpoint. No, the Scots viewpoint. I got told off by a mate of mine because I said you're Scotch. And I said, no, no, <gasps> no I drink I Scotch. Not a drink of whiskey, I know. Yeah. He's in Bristol now, so we can't talk. <laughs> Someone said. <laughs> oh, I, I, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. And how are Burnley doing, by the way? Are they going to come Sorry? down to us? How yeah. are Burnley, Burnley doing? Are they going to come down to us? There, there, there are seven games to go. We need uh, nine points. So it's going to be a lot of uh, six pointers between now and the end of the season uh, because we, I think we've played two out of three teams in the bottom. Um, I'm, I'm not worried. I think I'll put it that way. I'll, I'll put it that way. I'm not worried. I think we will stay up, um, simply because we should. I don't have any other, I don't have any other reason. Um, but we, we sh Burnley should be in the Premiership. Um, I mean, you're all out of duff season, and this has not been our best, but, uh, we have at times played good enough to show that we belong and, uh, Hopefully, in the next seven matches, we'll get a couple of wins and uh, the gaffer will stay with us and all be well for 2020 to 2021. The second longest serving manager in the uh, Premier League. That's because he's good. And the longest serving uh, is. I don't know. The person he replaced, Eddie Howe, who was at Bournemouth. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. So there's only days, because obviously he came in days after Eddie had moved on. Yeah. Mm. And more breaking news. Yes. Um, the house is going to be having a water meter. <gasps> Your house? The reason is my house, yes. I'm just applying for it online now. Oh, and, right, okay. uh, and the reason is it's a uh, it's in the level uh, rateable band D, four bedrooms, and uh, we get charged on the rateable value. And um, uh, I'm sorry, there is already an online account matching these details. Bugger well, off! Um, we, we, but we have with just two of us, with just two of us, we're going to save potentially sixty percent of our water. Fees. So well, I'm just about to chat with um, somebody at Seven Trent now and say, "Oi, why can't I register?" We have stayed with rateable value because I live in a band E house. Sure. Although I can understand why my next door neighbour, who has an almost identical house, his band D, because you can they, they're publicly viewable the bandings by house. Yeah. Um, and according to the water people, with three adults living in the house, it's cheaper to go the rates way than a meter. You got three oh, adults. Three adults. Yeah, I've still got one of my children at home. Yeah, okay, get it. He'll be thirty soon. Go, go! No, he's he's doing everything he can to get a deposit together, which is the you know the biggest problem for the kids these days. Which brings us on to our final point that for the first time ever, uh, the number of people renting in the UK is higher 
the number of people earning. There you are. That's a note to finish on. Over to you, John. Well, I've got one pair renting and one Sorry, pair. Sorry, I meant over to you, John, because it's no, no, a no, no, I know, I know. Um, you asked him if there was anything that happened in Stoke. There was, of course, something that happened in Birmingham this week, and it's the sadly we lost uh, ranking Roger. The uh, one of the beat, yeah. um, who did a lot of the main stuff in the 80s around this area, music wise. So that was our sad news this week, the loss of ranking Roger. Although when I saw the photograph and what he looks like today compared with the young man in the bowler hat and the muscles that was on stage <laughs> in the 80s, <laughs> there was a fair old difference. So anyway, on that news, it's goodbye from Solihull, goodbye from Stoke-on-Trent, goodbye from Wiltshire, and in his honour, even though he's not here, goodbye from Scotland. So Bye. see you for 171 next week. Peter, Bye. come and join us. Bye.